Welcome to 24 Hour Expert. You'll enjoy this podcast if you're someone who likes learning about different topics or just enjoys a good old fun fact. I'm Allie. And I'm Dan. Each week, we challenge each other to become an expert on a random topic in just 24 hours. Now it's time to find out how much we've learned. Ah! You scared me. All right, Daniel. You know, I'm excited for this one. I was just trying to get in the mood. You're so good. I love it. It is my most favorite holiday ever mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. up soon. Halloween. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to look for some free Halloween sound effects that I can just sprinkle throughout this episode. That'd be awesome. Maybe the entire time behind the scenes, it could be like, ah! Oh, yeah. Like that's like someone screaming in the background. So, Dan, if you could just do that in the background the whole time while I'm talking. I got it. I've got great lung dexterity. Lung dexterity. Interesting. That's a thing. Okay. You say so. (laughs) Oh, my cheeks already hurt. I'm smiling too much. (laughs) We just got started. Okay. So, let's actually get into it. Halloween started 2000. Well, what would eventually become Halloween started 2000 years ago with the Celtic Festival of Sewin. Which took place in Ireland, the UK, and northern France. That's where the Celts lived. And I did have to Google if it was pronounced Celtic or Celtic. Because, you know, Celtic is like a sports team here in the US. Right. Football, I think. Don't quote me because the last time we were talking about what kind of... It's not football. I know this one. It's not what football. Is it? They're basketball. Basketball. Okay. We had a um, listener reach out when we were... I don't even remember what episode it was. But we said something about some sort of stadium... And we got the sport totally wrong. So I guess most people say Celtic or call them Celts. Although I guess saying Celtic or calling them Celts is not incorrect. It's just preference. Okay. From a couple different things that I read. But I like Celtic. I think it sounds fancy. So I'm going to say that. Yeah, it sounds right. So the Celtic New Year started on November 1st. They celebrated the festival that they called Sowin on October 31st before the New Year started. So they believe that the night before the New Year, that the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. And ghosts and the dead could return to Earth, which is so great. They believe that otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. So during this festival, there was a lot of fortune telling and predicting the future. And they also believed that the spirits could cause damage to crops or kind of wreak havoc on the town. Okay. So just for a few seconds here... What's earmuffs? There's any little listeners? It's not, I mean, this is history, okay, but not great. So the Druids, which are the Celtic priests, would build huge bonfires where people would come to burn crops and sacrifice animals to the Celtic deities. They would wear costumes typically made of animal heads and animal skins, and they would tell each other's fortunes, like I mentioned. And then when the ceremony was over, this I actually thought was really cool. They would take fire from the bonfire and take it home and use it to light their hearth fire, and they thought that would protect them during the winter. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so we can earmuffs off if you're earmuffing. (laughs) By 43 AD, Dan, do you remember what AD is? Yes. Are you going to share with the class? I forget. I do, it's like after the year of the Lord, right? Adonis Domini? Something like that, yeah. Because I know BCE was before Common Era. Right. Yeah. 
By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory, and they had two festivals that kind of got combined with Samhain, which then all keeps morphing its way towards Halloween. Their two festivals were Fearlia Day, which was to commemorate the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And the symbol for Pomona is the apple, which may be how apple bobbing started to become popular. Oh, that's a fun fact. Yeah, I thought it was a really fun fact. And there was a lot of, it's weird because a lot of Halloween traditions were kind of wrapped around like single women finding husbands. So I'm not going to go through (laughs) all of that because it was kind of annoying actually. And like, what? My modern take, why are we so concerned about it? But <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it started with Bloody Mary. Like, you walked up a stairs backward and you husband, found your husband. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, another I've, tradition was they would take, like, the peels of apples and throw it behind them. And then it should fall in the initials of their future husband. Like, the, the peels should form letters. <laughs> it was funny. Could you imagine being so desperate? <laughs> like, oh, dear, apple peels. Who am I going to marry? 24-hour expert, what? (laughs) So moving on in history, we get to 609 AD, and Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Panthenon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs, and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints and martyrs and moved the observance from May to November First, Christianity spread to all the Celtic lands and started to blend and replace older Celtic rites. November 2nd was called Souls Day to honor the dead, and it's believed that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival that we talked about, Samhain, with a church-sanctioned holiday. So now the 31st, the 1st, and the 2nd, October into November, are all becoming special days. I know what a martyr is. Is it what I'm thinking it is in the same context? So, yeah, a martyr is, yeah, someone who dies for their beliefs. Okay. That's what you were thinking it is? That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I just didn't know if it was something different. No, I think that's, yeah, what it is. Seems like, because people refer to other people as martyrs now in just kind of like casual slang. Right. And it seems a little disingenuous. Yeah. You're not dying for anything. Yeah, now it's just, now I feel like it's just synonymous with someone who's like being really dramatic about something. Right. Yeah. You're just trying to get attention, Pam. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Calm down. You're not a martyr. <laughs> so, All Souls Day was celebrated similar to how Soen was celebrated with a big bonfire, parades, costumes, people would dress up as saints, angels, and devils. The celebration was called All Hallows, and then the night before was All Hallows Eve, which mm-hmm. became Halloween. Ah. Wait, do you think that that's how Harry Potter had the Deathly Hallows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I did not research the Harry Potter ties. <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, but I wonder what like the significance of Hallows is. That would be interesting. Right. Now let's move. How did we get Halloween in America? Because this is over primarily in Ireland and Europe. Oh, I know what Hallows is. Oh, okay. What is Hallows? So I think a Hallows is like a saint or holy person. Okay. And why I think that is because I just Googled it, and that's what it says. So you're probably right, because the Google knows all. Knows a lot. It's not a doctor, but it's pretty good with words. It's not a doctor, yes. 
Okay, that makes yeah sense because it's All Saints Day, All Souls Day, so All yeah. Hallows. All Hallows. Yeah, makes sense. All right, Dan, so let's take Halloween to America. So the American version of Halloween began to emerge because the beliefs and customs of different European groups merged with those of the indigenous Americans to become autumn festivals, which people would celebrate the harvest, share stories of the dead, tell fortunes, dance, and sing. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants, a lot from Ireland because of the potato famine, and this helped popularize the celebration of Halloween because they brought it with them. Oh, fun. Yeah. And I kind of like that we're recording this episode on the first day of fall. Ooh, yes. Makes it extra spooky fun. Sounds like you planned it. Almost like Almost like we schedule it out and plan ahead. <laughs> so then in the late 1800s, there was a move to change Halloween away from pranks, ghosts, and witchcraft and make it more about friendly neighborhood get-togethers. So newspapers and community leaders actually encourage parents to take the frightening out of Halloween. So that's really how Halloween lost a lot of its, like, traditional superstitious and religious overtones. Okay. It's kind of weird that they were like, originally it was religious, and then they're like, we just need need to remove these overtones, and now it is what it is. But I think most people would be like, well, I guess a lot of people would be like, this is not religious. And you're like, well, yeah, it's not. But then right. you like, but it used to be. And people are like, no, it didn't. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to describe here. It's just, No, I understand. It's yeah, weird. like it used to be a religious like festival and celebration. And now it's just like, let's go get candy and dress up. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of wild. No, oh, it definitely is. So where did we get trick-or-treating from? I want to know. Because honestly, I don't know if it's like every country does it. I doubt it. But if you had to describe trick-or-treating to someone who'd never, ever like been to America or if has you know, any context be like, oh, yeah, so we send our kids out in these costumes and they go to strangers houses, they knock on the door and they basically fill pillowcases up with strangers candy. Yeah. And people like you let your kids do what and why and who and people just have candy when they come knocking. Like, what is this? It's it's so strange. But I remember it being one of my favorite things to do as a kid. Oh, so much fun. So, Dan, what were some of your favorite costumes you had as a child? Okay. Well, we've talked about this. Um, love my mom, but we were like a family notoriously really bad at dressing up. And <laughs> I think even in my adult days, I just, I'm not good at it. I'm not creative. I, Maybe I wait too long, but I remember specifically probably the best costumes we ever had is my brother and I went as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I was one like Raphael or Michelangelo. I don't know which one I was, but I remember we actually, I think my dad had made like an actual shell and we had like the face bandana. So like, oh, or the cool. eye bandana. So yeah. th- that like that was peak and I, that was probably like three four-year-old and then the worst one you didn't ask about the worst one but oh, that's good yeah i'm gonna tell it. you uh and god love my mom she was trying but we I had to go dance, mom. <laughs> we had to do something for school i don't remember she took monopoly money and glued it to a black glad trash bag and she sent me to school as a bag of money <laughs> it was literally <laughs> wearing a trash bag with my hand, my two armholes, and just Monopoly money taped 
or hot glued or I don't even know how it was attached all over me. I love that. Like, I love that so much. So we're not, we were never a good costume family. That's for sure. We had many strengths. That wasn't one of them. Well, I have always been obsessed and my mom has always risen to the occasion. Mm-hmm. And I've even pulled in, I have a couple of aunts who are great seamstresses. So a lot of custom stuff, you know, over the years for sure. I don't know that I can pick a favorite because so many good ones. But my very first costume, you'll like Dan. My very first Halloween, I went as Minnie Mouse. Oh, I do love that. Did she have the little red shoes and everything? Like a, yeah, like white top. And then, yeah, the polka dot skirt, little red shoes. And then my mom had actually found suspenders. But they had like a big leather Minnie Mouse face on them. So she put them on me backwards so the Minnie Mouse face would be on the front. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And she even took like, I I mean, it must have been like eyeliner or something and like drew arches over my eyes so my eyes looked bigger. That's cool. I love that. Little, you know, black nose. I'll find a picture. I'll put it on Instagram. And you, you need to call your mom and see if she has some pictures she'll send me. Oh, I have them. Don't worry. Oh, perfect. Well, you have to send some little Dan Halloween pictures. I need to see the money bag. (laughs) I honestly think I have the money picture. But you'll have to text it to me so I can put it on Instagram. Okay, so trick-or-treating. Back to trick-or-treating. So trick-or-treating could have come from several different traditions, from all these different festivals, ceremonies. So there used to be a tradition called mumming in Britain and Ireland, where on a certain holiday, people would go door-to-door in costume, performing short scenes or parts of plays in exchange for food and drink. So that's one of the places it could have come from. Okay. But can you imagine actually having to perform for your candy? No, no, no. Like, I have the whole song Reese's, please. <laughs> yeah. There was similar beliefs to the Celtic Samhain festival and Christians and All Saints Day around Europe, and people would dress up and impersonate spirits or souls of the dead and receive offerings on their behalf. People in costumes in Scotland would carry lanterns made out of scooped out turnips and visit homes and be rewarded with cakes, fruit, and money. So these are some of the places that trick-or-treating might have come from. Okay. I have a very serious question. Okay. Rank the following from worst to best. Reese's pumpkins, Reese's Christmas trees, Reese's eggs. Okay. Worst Christmas trees, middle just okay pumpkins. Best Easter eggs. 100% agree. 100% agree. And anybody who thinks differently, you're wrong. You're wrong. Do not email us. Don't. You don't want to hear it. No. <laughs> Golfers and people who think the Christmas trees are the best, no. But I do I do like the pumpkins. They're not my favorite. I My favorite are the eggs, but my favorite thing is to get the pumpkins or the eggs and to put them in the freezer. Mm, yeah, They're so good. Yes. Frozen Reese's are so good. All right, Dan, do you want to talk about one of my favorite Halloween activities ever? Yes. Carving pumpkins. Oh, I knew this was coming. Jack-o'-lanterns. So like I just mentioned, people in Scotland would carry around lanterns that they made by scooping out turnips, and they would often carve grotesque faces in them. The lanterns were said to represent either spirits or supernatural beings or were used to ward off evil. Okay. Some people would put them outside of their homes to ward off evil. Some people would carry them around. So that's where you get jack-o'-lanterns from. I love them. Are you a pattern person or do you like to freestyle? Oh, um, I mostly, I have freestyled, mm-hmm. but I like to use a pattern because I like to do very detailed okay. pumpkin carving. Okay. And I will share some on Insta. Okay, perfect. I don't, I've never used a, like a template before, but 
I'd be open to it. Next time you're in my neck of the woods around Halloween, <laughs> we will have a 24-hour expert pumpkin carving contest. <laughs> Add it to the tour. Add it to the tour. We're going to carve pumpkins. Okay, so why do we call carved pumpkins jack-o'-lanterns? Do you know, Dan? No. There are a couple different variations of this story. Okay. But this is the one I chose to go with. But there's this guy named Stingy Jack. (laughs) (laughs) That's too good. And I don't know what time period this takes place in, but he was being chased by some villagers from whom he had stolen something from. He then ran into Satan, who claimed it was time for him to die. But Jack, trying to be kind of a trickster and stall his death, said, Hey, Satan, why don't we trick these church-going people? You turn into a silver coin, I'll pay them back so that they stop chasing me for stealing whatever I stole. But then when you turn back to the devil, the coin will be gone and then they'll all fight with each other thinking one of them stole the silver coin. (laughs) So Satan wanted to be a trickster too, goes okay and he agrees to Jack's plan. So he turns himself into a silver coin and Jack puts him in his pocket right next to a cross. So apparently that like, paralyzes him and he can't turn back and he's stuck as a coin. So Jack refuses to take the cross off Satan so he can turn back into his self unless he promises not to take Jack's soul. So he agrees. He lets him go. They all move on with their lives. Well, then Jack eventually dies. But because he was such a sinner, he couldn't go to heaven. But the devil had promised not to take his soul. So he was trapped on earth. So I guess he... Maybe purgatory, we would call it. Okay. He couldn't see where he was going. So Satan tossed him a burning piece of coal and was like, here you go to like light his way to nowhere. So Jack and wherever he is had a turnip. So he hollows out a turnip and puts the coal in it and walks around to light his way. And so he became known as Jack of the Lantern or Jack-o'-lantern. Oh, there is so many twists and turns in that story. I know. I, I got a little lost when, was the coin talking? Was he talking as a coin when he was the devil coin? I must have been. Otherwise, how did he know that he accepted his bargain? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Wow. But that's a great story. I love that. You have to wonder, like, did they come up with the name Jack-O-Lantern and then come up with a story to fit the thing? Yeah, I don't know. And like I said, there's different variations of the story of how Jack tricks the devil, but in some way gets stuck just roaming the earth endlessly when he dies, Yeah, carrying his little turnip lantern, and he's Jack-O-Lantern. Hey, Jack, if you're listening, contact us. We'd love to have you on the episode. Let's talk about what countries celebrate Halloween, and then we're going to end... And a Halloween trivia. Ooh, fun. Okay. The United States, Canada, Ireland, Hong Kong, and some other European countries all celebrate Halloween kind of how we know Halloween. Okay. Italy celebrates All Saints Day, and it's actually, which is November 2nd, which is actually a public holiday. And then Halloween is gaining some popularity. Okay. Mexico celebrates Daniel. Ah, Dia de los Muertos. Yes. I love that. That's my favorite thing. Which is Day of the Dead. And it's actually a multi-day holiday to remember friends and family that have died. And if anyone hasn't seen the movie Coco, Coco. highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. I love Coco so much. Yes. China celebrates Hungry Ghost Festival in mid-July. They float lanterns down rivers to remember those who have passed. And some places in China are starting to celebrate 
Halloween in October, and it's kind of becoming Americanized, and especially in areas that have a lot of expats from America and Canada. Oh, okay. That makes sense. In the Philippines, Halloween is a time of remembrance for those who have passed, but trick-or-treating is becoming more and more popular. And then countries like Dominican Republic, Australia, New Zealand, Germany... In Poland, it's becoming more popular to celebrate Halloween, but just because of American influence, not because of anything in particular that they're doing in that country. I'm actually surprised there's that many countries that celebrate Halloween. There was a lot more that I mentioned. I wasn't going to go through all of them, but a lot of it is just because American culture is so popular that it's starting to become popular. Right. All right, Dan, should we end with some Halloween trivia? Yeah, as long as I can actually get some of these right. Maybe, but we'll learn some fun facts along the way if you don't. Okay, perfect. So first question, and this is a very alley question, so I had to include it. What was the first horror movie to be nominated for an Academy Award? Psycho. No. Ooh, an interesting answer. So the answer is The Exorcist. It earned a whopping 10 Oscar nominations. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't know if it won anything, but it was nominated. I guess I should have looked up if it won. That's fine. Next question. What was candy corn originally called? Candy corn. Ooh, I don't know. (sighs) Disgusting candy bag filler. (laughs) Um, No. So I take it you don't like candy corn? Not a fan. No. Oh, see, I like it, but it was originally called Chicken Feed. (laughs) Oh, it does look like Chicken Feed. That's smart. (laughs) Yeah. So what decade did trick-or-treaters start getting candy? The 60s. Oh, you're so close. The 50s. Oh, dang it. With their Tupperware. Yeah. So before then, they would get cakes, fruits, nuts, coins, and little toys. All right. This should be hopefully an easy one. What was the top Halloween costume in 2020? And this is by Halloween costume purchases obviously this does not account for made at home costumes okay so i have a joke answer and i have a real answer okay what's your joke answer my joke answer is the covid virus <laughs> my real answer 100 it's that joe exotic guy no what i was so confident i know those would be great yeah so the top and again these are purchase costumes so you could be right if we're talking about homemade but obviously mm-hmm. we don't have statistics on that so purchased costumes top was a witch Followed by vampire, cat, Batman, and a ghost. Oh, okay. Well, and from what I was reading, where I got this fact from, it said like these classic spooky ones are like the top every year. Oh, okay. Okay. I was so, so sure. Dang it. Well, you might be right for homemade costumes, though. That would make sense. Because I agree. I'm sure there was a ton of Joe Exotics, and tons of Carol Baskins. Because I just think I I saw a hundred of them. But oh, yeah, for sure. All right, next question. What horror movie was the first American film to ever show a toilet on screen? The Shining. No, Psycho. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I should be asking you these questions. I, I didn't know these. These are all new to me, too. Okay, you're going to know this one. There's only one holiday in America that surpasses Halloween in annual consumer sales. What is it? Christmas. Yeah. Okay. That makes- yes. So Christmas, most money spent by Americans. Halloween is second which is crazy to me. Yeah, that is, that's wild. Couple more. What were the first ever fun-sized candy bars? Snickers? There's two. Oh, oh, it's the one I love. Three Musketeers. You're so, well, no, I don't know if you're so Milky close. Way. Yes, ding, ding, Snickers and Milky Way. So someone from my work on my team brings in tons of snacks 
they're like a Costco fanatic and they bought this giant bag of candy and there's this bowl, but literally nobody on my team likes Milky Way. So at the end of the bowl, all that's left is Milky Way. So he started to have to clear out the Milky Ways and they're just sitting in an like a discarded abyss. Do you like them? I can send them to I you. I do. Just mail them to me. Yes. Yeah. I like, like Milky Way. It's becoming a joke because there's so many Milky Way from all, just nobody wants them. Why don't you like Milky Way? I mean, if a Snickers is available, I'm going to do a Snickers. Oh, no. I don't like the peanuts in my candy bars. Okay. Well, hmm. Well, to each their tomato, own. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> all right. Two more. What is the most popular Halloween candy in America? I mean, I, I'm going to say it's something stupid like candy corn but i want to say it's reese's skittles no uh-uh multiple sources said skittles fake news fake news i know i thought i was like over chocolate skittles yeah no unless it's just cheap <laughs> sorry skittles i mean i like most Sk- i don't like great the grape ones i'd give those to somebody else but i like all the other flavors isn't skittles one of those things where they're all the same flavor people say that but i don't think that's true on the back of the packet it tells you the flavors of the color Oh, okay. Okay, last question. What is the fear of Halloween called? No. Um, spookphobia. Oh my god, that'd be way better. This word is so hard to pronounce, and I listened to it four different places in Google, and it's pronounced a couple different ways. Just insert called... the sound here. <laughs> yeah, just insert, yeah. Sonophobia or Samhainophobia? Samhainophobia. Wow, okay. Yeah, but I don't like it. I think we need to start a petition to rename the fear of Halloween because these make no sense to me. Right. And they're too hard to pronounce, and I feel like I should be able to pronounce the fear of Halloween. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Why don't we just call it like Halophobia? Halophobia, yeah. Or Halloweenophobia. <laughs> or Weenophobia. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's something else. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fear of something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel, that's what I have for you on Halloween. Do with that what you will. It's your knowledge. You're free to forget it. And if there's anything Ellie got wrong about Halloween, you can always email us. Email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. It is our Facebook, Instagram, and website. You can find us there. Awesome. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. Call me now. (laughs) That's who you should be for Halloween. Yeah, I should be. That'd be good. (laughs) 